It's your week, your sports, the new Clarksville Now podcast. I'm John Glass, along with Jeff Matthews and Christian Brown. It's your week, your sports. John Glass here, back at it. Another week in the studio with my man Jeff Matthews and Christian Brown. Talking sports. Boys, what's up? I'm doing pretty good. Christian, how are you? I'm I'm just rocking and rolling this Thursday afternoon. Rocking, rolling, ready to go. Weekend's almost here, and uh, we got some sports to talk about. A lot going on, uh, some things in high school. We got some lists. It's a list season, you know? Like, this is that Mount Rushmore list season. (laughs) This is the week of a list, okay? (laughs) This is the week of a list. Uh, We're going to go over the complete list of the Austin P. Baseball signees, as well as the OVC's 75th anniversary team. 14 Govs added to that list. Boys, warm up those vocals real quick. I was about to say, I got my water ready. Yeah, no, uh, we're going to have fun talking about that. A lot of Austin P list action. Then we're going to move over to National. Uh, it is trade deadline week. Yep. A lot of interesting stuff happening, uh, not only in our teams, but throughout the MLB. Uh, we got Rob Manfred with his extension. A lot of people have some feelings on that. Uh, I think we all just would have <sighs> rather him gone away, but we'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, U.S. Women's National Team, they are in the World Cup right now. I don't think any of us can, I mean, like, I guess we could watch it. But oh gosh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it is at two a.m. Two a.m. It's tough. DVR. It's tough. That's what hey, that's what but. TiVo and DVR are for, though, right? That's true. Uh, yeah, we're gonna talk about that. We're gonna talk a, bit, a little bit about Aaron Rodgers and uh, some of the Titans news that's going on. All that and more. So let's get right into it with some of the high school action. Uh, Christian, yeah. Just before we move on to high school, too, I want to go to little league actually. So uh, the St. Bethlehem Little League 11, 11U Softball All-Star team won the state championship on July 15th. Here we go. Clap it up, clap it up. My my former Little League. I used to oh, play no way. way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to play, uh, oh, St. B. All-Star. Did you hit dingers? Uh, nope. not no. Dingers. no we did not. I wasn't a dinger hitter. I was, <laughs> Just I was consistent? A, I was a doubles, there singles, a couple triples in the audience. RBI buts. guy. Yeah, 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 RBI guy. Made the and All-Star scored. team every year. So I, I, now I'm interested in starting a, yeah, our own boss, baseball league. But Ooh. anyway, real anyway. quick, uh, they are headed to the Tournament of State Champions on July 29th and the 30th. Man. This is the first time a team from St. Bethlehem, St. Bethlehem. Bethlehem Little League has advanced past the state championship since 2001. That is freaking awesome. I yeah. love that. And St- when, did, when did you say the next? Uh, when they start the next tournament? So they will be starting the tournament of state champions July 29th and 30th, uh, according to Clarksville now. Hey, that's pretty cool, man. How, um, you said 2001 amazing. for softball. So that, yeah. to, since 2001 well, I don't know. It softball? Says, it says St. Bethlehem Little League in general. In so general, who, who, I think it might have been that. So, I think it might have been the softball team because I. It almost, is the softball team from two thousand one. Oh, really? Yeah, because I might. I almost distinctly remember that softball team that did go to state. There was that some, is so oh. cool. Some really good. I think like Courtney Elrod might have been on. So, what other state champions are going to be there? Yeah, so they will be keep competing against West Virginia, Florida, North Carolina, Virginia, then also Georgia. All right. So this is the World Series. Basically. It's like the World Series of softball. Exactly. That's super cool. I want to know since I don't I got know, cold chills. I know. I was about to say, like, I don't, I barely even follow little, like boys little league. Yeah. Uh, World Series. I didn't even know that. Even they though had it's a, one of the best tournaments in all of that is the world. True. It's huge. Um, I didn't even know softball had one to be Shroud honest. Shroud and controversy. Which, true. What? <laughs> what? 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 Shroud and controversy. No. 
<laughs> but um, this is so cool, and I'm I don't know what is I guess if they get past that stage and they go to a national champion or they go to a national tournament. Uh, I can't say for that, but I think this is the national stage. Oh my gosh! I, I wonder mean, if there's an international. Stage. I mean, I feel, like, it sounds like it's more regional because you said Georgia. Yeah, yeah it seems, well, maybe Virginia. it is. It seems like how they do the Little League World Series, right? Yeah, I'm assuming. I mean, you would think if it's like the Southeast Little, little League is probably Little League, like as far as like tournament setup. I feel like it would be the same. Yeah. Fun fact: I remember. Uh, I think it was like my freshman summer, like the summer after my freshman year of high school. Or my summer after my sophomore year of high school, when we played play, uh, like travel tournament for baseball, we mm-hmm. were playing in a wooden bat tournament up in Louisville. Hated those. Uh, we wound up playing the kids, the uh, Kentucky, uh, Kentucky uh, State Championship and the uh, World Series Championship. Like that little team who won the World Series. And you got World Series. Oh yeah, they all stayed. They, <laughs> somehow they all stayed together and all went to the same high school. And then oh my just gosh. beat the brakes off of us like twenty two to five. Incredible. That's annoying. Yeah, I would twenty five to zero. You know, I would love to see thirteen years old <laughs> little John just getting his his butt beat in baseball and just seeing his face just like. Oh my gosh! What am I doing? His here? hair is like, like a 15. His hair is already red. Just Imagine the, the madness of the uh, of his face turning Just a, red. A fifteen year old teenage child trying to make his way in this <laughs> And that Just, beard, I'm assuming, had a little stubble growing on around it. Oh, not even, not a chance. It was like 110 pounds soaking wet. But I think you know it goes to say, congratulations to the softball hey, team. One more round of applause. Then also, good luck. Hey, you know, just this past year. Just want to say this real quick. Huge time for female sports. Yeah. I mean, we just talked about... When, I, when we first started this podcast, we were talking about uh, girls' flag football getting started in Montgomery yeah. County. And now we're seeing Little League World Little League softball making it into uh, some regional tournaments. That is insane. And then That's on top incredible. of that, we had some great high school softball this past season. So cool. I love, love all these awesome sports that are be going on. Especially putting Clarksville on the map for oh, yeah. girls sports. It's well, just amazing to see. And that goes to the addition of uh, softball yeah. in uh, in Montgomery County. We had yeah. the Music City uh, Softball League get started up, and they were hosting games here in Clarksville. Really cool just to see that sport kind of grow. I'm I a huge softball is, yeah. fan. I grew up around softball, and so it just kind of makes me really excited. I think this is going to be a microcosm of the population influx, not only to Nashville, but into Clarksville as well. So... Uh, yeah, I think we're going to see more success coming out of the Clarksville area uh, just from that fact alone. So, But that's not to say we're not excited for a little high school football. Woo. We talk about that every single week. Facts. And it looks like Clarksville Academy with their new head coach, uh, Stedman Bell. Yeah. They're going to be doing some really cool stuff. So, you know, the thing about it is Stedman Bell is such a standout guy after speaking with him at their practice this past, uh, actually last week it was. Uh, and this is the second team that I've covered in the season preview series for Clarksville now that has a new head coach after going coming off a playoff appearance. Right. So Clarksville Academy uh, compiled a record of seven and four last year. Mm-hmm. They made the playoffs. They lost in the first round in heartbreaking fashion. They did. They lost in the overtime game against. Let's see who it was. Lake Way Christian Academy by a score forty two to forty three. Which I heartbreaker. I am so sad I missed yeah. that game too. Uh, the Cougars lost uh, some of the most explosive players I've I've ever seen in college or high school football. DJ Merriweather, who won the Mister Football Award at quarterback, then they lost their top two receiving threats as well, and Cooper Wallace and Jaquez Wyatt. Uh, as they prepare for this next season, it's the team's looking completely different. Well, not only different. You talked about having that coach, uh, coach the previous coach. Yeah, he left to go Scott to White Murray. House. Yeah, exactly. he went to go to White House. He got a head coaching job out there, I believe. Yes, sir. Um. So what is Stedman Bell doing 
now at Clarksville Academy because well, they're, they're really big on building culture. That's, yeah, he definitely. came out and said something about that. Definitely, definitely. And just to give you kind of a like a a background on what he's done in his career up to this point, he was an assistant with uh, Nashville Christian School for I think I believe six seasons. In those times, they had four state semifinal appearances, two state championship game appearances. What? Yes, like, that's awesome. So I mean, he's bringing in a culture of winning and now, that's the big thing he's detailed he does have the tradition of winning and i believe he he was the one that said like winning is kind of the end goal like yeah. we are we're, we're going to be coming to win and it's all like, or nothing but we're like in the and we're in the process of building that culture to become a winning team that's exactly i'm right. really excited for clarksville academy yeah. football yeah. i think this is going to be a fun year um he seems like he seems like a coach that has really good values Definitely. and i feel like he's going to really push these kids to work extremely hard but enough to give them that kind of like you know grace when fail i guess you know what i mean of course and the thing is too he mentioned how young this team is yeah and most of the guys are sophomores so he's gonna be able to grow with them it's such a good opportunity yes because like you don't get that a lot of times especially like if you're a kid who maybe was on jv or maybe wasn't in a starting role and now you have an opportunity to really develop it might not be Sophomore year might not be exactly what you want. Like you're not going to run thousand yeah. yards or catch twenty touchdowns or anything like that. But man, you have your sophomore year, your junior year, and your senior year to really get eyes on you, show out, and uh, possibly land you a scholarship, maybe and develop. Yeah, you know that's what it's all about. And I I believe they will have a pretty successful season. Uh, just depends on how quickly these guys can get comfortable in playing in these games. And they're not the only team going through that, Clarksville Academy. They also have Kirkwood High School yeah. has a bunch of younger undergrad undergraduate I guess it's undergraduate, lower mm. lower class. We know what you mean. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> lower classmen. Lower classmen. They have a large number of lower classmen as well. Freshmen and sophomores. Yeah. Um <laughs> But I think the especially these two teams, we're gonna see a lot of talent come through them in the next two years. And that is when this uh, the Clarksville Montgomery County area, as far as football goes, is going to get crazy. I think, yeah, no, I'm, I'm really excited for the, and I'm trying to think of the words that I want to use. Words are hard, Jeff. Um, I tried my best. Yeah. It didn't work. Yeah, yeah, they let us talk into a microphone, but words are definitely hard. <laughs> it's easier to type words out from my perspective. All right, writer I, boy. I, 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 I am, I am really excited for this prep action, um, the private school prep action, and like. All the district action that we got going on here in the Clarksville Montgomery County area because football is back, boys. And uh, it's going to be Friday Night Lights. It's going to be a lot of long nights. I could throw up. I'm so excited. So speaking of Friday Night Lights, last week we did talk about how you and I were going to be – well, I was going to be at football games covering – um, these high schools, we had a full list of the schedule. We're having to push that back another week before we announce all of the games. Yeah. We're still trying to fine-tune everything on it because I think that there's a couple of games where uh, we're trying to get the logistics figured out of actually right. getting all the equipment right. there and all that stuff. So we're working through that. But as soon as I have that officially finalized and approved by everybody it has to get approved by, we're going to announce that. And we're, it, it, I'm so excited for this because we have some really cool games lined up already. Yeah, we got a lot of fun stuff. And all you can catch all of that on ESPN Clarksville every Friday night, 104.1 FM and 540 AM. We'll keep you updated on our Facebook pages, maybe do a couple of uh, Facebook Lives. Yep. We're going to really try to integrate uh, the prep action 
uh, for ESPN Clarksville into this podcast, into the sports universe here at Five Star Media Group. And of course, check Clarksville now for updates as well. Absolutely. Yep. All right, that's kind of what we got going on in the high school and uh, Little League realm. Uh, How fun was that? That that was was so much fun. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Let's move on over to our list action. This is the crux of the offseason. This is the the home stretch. We got a couple of more weeks before we really get into the thick of the next, what, eight months or something like that? Close to it. So sometimes in sports radio and in sports podcasts and stuff like that, you got to fill out a little bit. You got to really go over, and we got to dig, and this is where – Mount Rushmore's and lists come in, and we got some good ones. We do have the, there's some really cool names on these lists. Yeah, yeah. But first, uh, we do want to send our condolences to the family of Jeremiah Collins. Yes, Jeremiah Collins was a freshman over at Austin P. Football. Um, a very good kid, very very knowledgeable, very smart, very talented. Spoken highly of by uh, Austin Peay's head coach, Scotty Walden. Um, Jeremiah passed away last Friday. He was involved in a single-vehicle car wreck. Um, very sad news for Clarksville. Um, you never want to see this type of thing happen. Especially, I mean, in the overall aspect, you never want any of this to happen. But sometimes... You know, things uh, just kind of hit hard to the community. And when it's with Austin P, I feel like it has kind of uh, put that up there with things that have happened. And we just wanted to send our condolences, give all of our thoughts and prayers to the family of uh, Jeremiah. Uh, we can't imagine what's what you're going through right now, but uh, we wish you all the best and just know you will always have a family here in Clarksville. Absolutely. We'll be praying for that family. Um, but yeah, no, let's, um, let's get into it. The complete list. First off lists. So two lists. We are starting with, and we have talked about this. Yes. I feel like we've gone over little weeks. bits and pieces. Exactly. And that's the problem. We keep hitting one or two and then maybe two or three more, but I just wanted to put this on here so that way we could have the whole entire list. So that way you guys know. And that's not on us. They're being proactive in recruiting, which 100%, is amazing. And we love that. We keep doing that. But when, once it gets to 11 signees, uh, <laughs> it gets Man. a little it gets a little name droppy. So we're going to start this whole list off of Austin P. Baseball signees for 2024. All right. Andrew Devine, right-handed pitcher. Easton Fraser, right-handed pitcher. Titan Hayes, right-handed pitcher. Trey Spear, right-handed pitcher. Luke Rowland, right-handed pitcher. Cannon Rice, right-handed pitcher. Sean Scott, the only left-handed pitcher to be signed. Mateo Hernandez, an infielder. Andreas Matias, infielder. Justin Olsen, infielder. And Brody Zako, infielder. And our notable mentions on that list are Cannon Rice, Sean Scott, both of those both of those guys from Clarksville, Tennessee. Uh, Cannon Rice just coming out of out Clarksville. Of Rossview. Uh, out of Rossview. Oh, out of Rossview. Rossview. Yep. Yes, sir. All right. He was for about yeah, no, no. a couple years. Yeah, Cannon Rice, son of uh, former Rossview head coach Jason Rice. Uh, really excited to see what he can do. I think he's going to bring some good depth to that pitching staff. His energy yeah. is limitless, too. I'll tell you what. Seeing that kid pitch, he just lights it up every single time he takes the mound. He's motivated. Motivated exactly. and ready. Uh, yeah, we got the Clarksville product, Sean Scott. Uh, coming back from UT yeah. after suffering, uh, what was it? I think he had Tommy John surgery. It was Tommy John. Yeah, Tommy John surgery. He sat out for two years, or he sat yeah. out most of well, that he, one year, and then... Most of that one year, and then the rest of couple... That, was he just... I was a little confused on that one. I, I think couldn't it was, tell. So Tennessee's, Tennessee's lineup was so stacked and has so much depth. Yeah. And Tony, what, he Tony, was just too far in the depth line. Tony Vitella, what he has done at the U- University of Tennessee is... Nothing short of incredible, and his right. recruiting is absolutely awesome. And then with the transfer portal, they were bringing in transfers left and right. They actually uh, 
they actually, uh, I think they, I don't know if they signed or if they had a commitment from Jack Alexander. Uh, from there, I think I did hear they that did. There, there were exactly. some words. Well, they, they had a commitment from Jack Alexander, but he decided to forego playing at UT. Well, and, he and signed with the Kansas City Chiefs. You want to also or Chiefs, the Kansas Royals. Kansas. I was about Dang, to say, that's that's playing right football. <laughs> Yeah, so but I'm also thinking of uh, you. You talk about commitments and, and didn't sign DJ Merriweather. We, he his name is not, his name really? has not been added yeah. onto the signee list. But last we last time we reported, he had committed to Austin P. Yeah. So I I don't know if we're waiting on that for the fall yeah. for him I to mean, be completely out of the you know high school system. I'm assuming maybe I, I'm not sure. I mean, you don't want to speculate or anything. I mean, no, never. Got, I mean, you got Candor Rice who signed. Um, Nevertheless, I'll tell you what. This pitching rotation has added so much talent. And, I mean, look, Austin P had some pitching trouble last yeah. year. And when I say pitching trouble, I mean they lost games quite a because. few games because of their pitching. Yeah. And it mostly came down to the fact that they didn't have a starting pitcher. Exhausting, inexhausting, exhausting. Their first three innings, they their give bull, up Yeah, their three bullpen or four was just runs. gassed. Because, like, their bullpen were basically starting pitchers. Yes. Like, you wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if some of those guys, like, had starting roles. Well, and then you had Lyle Miller-Green, who graduated, but he was playing, uh, I believe he was playing designated hitter and also pitching. Yeah. The Shohei Otani of the yeah, Govs. Trying to. <laughs> I mean, it's just, they definitely needed that depth in the pitching. Yeah. And they yeah. made it very clear about their signees that they're addressing that pitching. I well, not I, only that, they're infielders. They have some yeah. hot bats in that infield group. Yeah. I yeah. think the thing is, too, real quick, I think this is the Roland Fanning effect. You know, bit, he's oh yeah. like, and this is his first real off season it feels like like full off season with the gov so i think he's kind of developing this roster exactly how he wants it well you know and that kind of goes with what you were just saying like it's kind of like a little bad news bears action yeah he's grabbing a lot of transfers a lot of kids from other schools that due to injury due to something else whatever that case may be didn't have a lot of playing time and he's putting together that team that he feels like all right cool well Come on, let's see what you can do, and let's do if it, it. If it works, congratulations, you're our next starting catcher. Like <laughs> you might have been a shortstop last season. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. That's, I, th- I was thinking about this. Shortstops, as you develop them, they can really play any position you need if their skill set matches what you're needing. I will agree with that, but I would add. Look at Cunha. I would for add, the Braves. No, I agree a hundred percent. I would just add. Second base as well to that. Yeah, yeah. I would. I think middle infield. Middle infield. I think really you are. You have to be so athletic that you can play every position, but you have to be so knowledgeable that you also know everybody else's decisions. I think that's a perfect way to put it. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, really excited to see what these guys can do on this list. They're busy in the off season, and it makes our job a little bit easier. Sometimes, you know, being able, sometimes <laughs> being able to at least talk about some of the stuff going on. But uh, let's move on. Yep, to we got another list. Another list. We got the uh, OVC Baseball 75th Anniversary Team and yep. 14 Govs uh, on that list. All right. This so we're, we're, gonna, we're just, at, at this point, we're just going to go over all of the Govs on the OVC list. Yeah. Yeah. So this one is a lot. So bear with me. We got <laughs> starting off Greg Bachman, third baseman, played from 2008 to 2012. Jeremy Dobbs was a pitcher, played 2009 to 2011. Shane Dorch pitched from two, from uh, 1992 to 94. AJ Ellis, who played in the major leagues, he was a catcher for Austin P in 2000 to 2003. Jordan Hankins, second baseman, 11, 2011 to 2013. Rowdy Hardy, pitcher, 04 to 06. 
Reed Harper, shortstop, 03 to 07. Sean Kelly, pitcher, 03 to 07. Nate Manning, third base, 93 to 96. Parker Phillips, a first baseman, played 2017 to 2019. Alex Robles, utility and pitcher, played from 2014 to 2017. <sighs> Take a breath. Tyler Rogers, pitcher, played from 2012 to 2013. Currently plays in the major leagues. Currently playing. Greg Tubbs, infielder, played from 1981 to 84. And then head coach Gary McClure had uh, 13 total championships as his, uh, during his tenure here at Austin P. Yeah, Gare Bear, he was... Uh, Gare, Bear. Gare Bear? No, he was actually, uh, for for a while as a child, he was our next-door neighbor. Oh. And then uh, I, played, oh, wow. I played baseball with his uh, son, Alex. How fun is that? Uh, Alex McClure, who we played. He was a senior when I was a freshman in high school. Um, but no, a lot of people don't... Real, like, real, real quick on Gary and his tenure, too. He had Austin P. rolling back in the day. Um, they that was uh, I think if you're looking at history, I think that was probably Austin that, P.'s winningest time. No, no, no. Like I, I don't know if y'all understand. Like Austin P. Baseball was absolutely fantastic. Like there was a game, and I, I pulled it up just because I wanted to like. Well, yeah, he had six NCAA tournament appearances, and there was a very there was a very very iconic game back in 2007 in the Nashville Regional in the NCAA tournament against Vandy. Where they just fell to Vandy in one of the first games, two to one. It was an eleven inning. Where you have another uh, person on that list, Sean Kelly, who was the Ohio Valley Pitcher of the Year that year, tossed a career high 30, 130 pitches uh, in ten innings, striking out nine with five hits. Uh, like Austin P. Baseball, like you did not want to play Austin P. Ba- like Vanderbilt did. They played him every year. They didn't want to play him every year. I would just like, like to point out, past two seasons we've played Vanderbilt. We beat him one. And we got really close last time. Well, yeah, I say really so close. True. We held them close until the seventh inning, I think. Until a and grand then, slam, I believe. I think it was a grand. Who? It's one home run. Yeah. And you just yeah. happened to have three. And you, anyway. It was luck. Um, <laughs> yeah, and for good, for good reason, though, these players like Sean Kelly, Reed Harper, Gary McClure, and the rest of these hey, awesome players on the Another round there. of applause. Shout out to all the OVC Govs. Shout out. Shout out to our... Uh, all of our AP baseball signees. That's huge. Congratulations to those guys. I, I just want to add two cents real quick. I used to always draft AJ Ellis in my of fantasy course. draft in yeah. uh, MLB The Show. Reliable catch. Oh, oh my gosh, yes. Then also, of course, Sean Kelly as well, uh, which he was a reliever in the yep. major leagues, though. Uh, then also, to this day, I draft Tyler Rogers. Uh, so shout out to both all three of them for rocking my franchises over the years. <laughs> there you go. Shout yes. out to Christian's MLB team. Thank you. I I am terrible at it, but <laughs> speaking of fa- speaking of fantasy, we got fantasy football coming up. I'm not ready. Ooh, are, not, are you? Are you going it's going to be so stressful. Are you joining the league? I mean, I feel like I kind of have to. You have to. But yeah. so I we want can, to. We got to talk crap to each other. Yeah, I was about to say we got to have that. I kind mean, of I am the, and I got to try to dethrone yes, John. He, I am the. He, he acts like he's this big shot. I've been yeah. in the league. One year, three years in a row, and he was almost dethroned. He almost, he almost didn't even make the playoffs. He barely got his way in. Three years, uh, it's called perseverance. Perseverance. Persevere. You hit the waiver wire. You find the guys that you need, like Josh Jacobs that I picked up in the waiver wire last year. I know this. I I know some. I know a lot of people in our league are probably going to be trying to get DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, I'm not letting John have him. But also, uh, John doesn't know how to draft. That's why he started like one in five. I just want to point that one out for all. Five. I think I just wanted to point that no, out for our always, viewers. It always happens. Like my first pick and draft better. First pick posted. <laughs> he got hurt. Do better. Hey, do better. You got hurt. Um, okay, so yeah. Speaking of DeAndre Hopkins, uh, Titans. We'll, we'll start off with that in our national news. 
Uh, Titans training camp started on Tuesday. They hit the field. Uh, a lot of looks. A lot of interesting stuff happening. Taylor yep. Lewan got roasted. I did. Oh, I mean, you see absolutely. that for the throat. <laughs> I felt so. Like I, I saw it. I know it's all in jest Let's with DeAndre Hopkins, but oh my goodness! I don't I'm, even think Taylor. Going, boys, I'm gonna pull up the tweet. Right? I okay. don't think Taylor was trying to be. Ugly Neither was about DeAndre the Hopkins. That's I think just it just came off. It was perfect. He was trying to be smart. Yeah. So perfect. It was so, and I think that's why it made it better. Is because it, the interaction was so genuine and like, man, it was awesome. It's gonna be John. You got to find that tweet. So yeah, he's gonna it. be brings such an interesting energy to that locker. He already has, especially I, we didn't even talk about this. He's gonna help develop those young guys oh in the gosh. receiving room. Yeah, for sure. So much. He's gonna give them tips. Just. On how to succeed in the NFL at this are level. Are the Titans going to the bowl? They are going to the bowl. No, uh, I'm just feeling really confident. They're about not it. going to the bowl. First, let's I, get into I, this Taylor Lewan tweet. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Too sidetracked. This uh, is so awesome. So there was a video of uh, Titans. Their Twitter account tweeted out day one for DeAndre, and it was a picture of him walking out, walking, which out he looks of, great. Yeah, walking out of the uh, facilities at uh, what Centennial Sports Complex yeah. or something like that. I think it's at Centennial. Yep. Um, it said day one for DeAndre Taylor Lewan. Puts a uh, little star asterisk thing, and then he was like, gets yelled at for walking. And DeAndre, he's actually had to delete some tweets from clapping back at people this past like, yes. couple weeks. He is very active on Twitter, which I'm for 100%. <laughs> Love it. Uh, and he went for the throat and did not miss with Taylor Lewan. Uh Yeah, Hopkins goes, gets yelled at when Chandler Jones has five sacks on you in one game. Where uh, he was referencing uh, where Taylor Lewan got ragdolled, um, unfortunately. <laughs> so so funny. I haven't even seen like Lewan's response. I think he probably just ate he it. He just laughed. He I just bet his face was like, oh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, he was, it, it, like I said, it was all in jest. And so Taylor Lewan laughed about it. I think they even made a joke about it on their podcast, Bussin' with the Boys. Yeah. It's just it was just so funny because it's like DeAndre Hopkins brand new to Tennessee and he's already roasting Taylor Lewan, who was arguably Tennessee's franchise face for the last two years, three yeah. years. Yeah, no, definitely getting after him and uh yeah, so Hopkins is uh up there and uh speaking of which, dropping today the details on DeAndre Hopkins contract kind of yeah, kind of crazy, great deal for the Titans. Uh yeah, so I think we originally were like it was a twelve million dollar over two uh, two year twelve million dollar year deal. 13. So it was thirteen million well, Close with enough. incentive with incentives, yeah. I think it would get up to yeah. thirteen. Yeah. So we thought it was originally two years, twenty four million dollars, and that's kinda all we had to go off of. But now Hopkins tr- contract what it is is, and this isn't. I don't think this is with those incentives too. Hopkins contract is ten point nine eight million a year with the team option for twenty twenty four. None of that money is guaranteed in twenty twenty four. So this is very little downside. Uh, you also have the incentives, obviously. So it's very little downside for the Titans because if they do decide, hey, this just this isn't is, working, isn't working. This is another Julio situation or another. I really don't think if it's another be. Julio situation, well, yeah. they should probably keep him or, or <laughs> something like that. We're looking at. I think. Julio was around 33, 34. DeAndre's 31, so he he has a little bit more juice. I'm just saying any of those, any of those like senior, uh, Wide receivers. If they're about cut to say up, senior citizens, I was like, "Oh my gosh!" If they cut, know. if they cut, talking about front office or something. Gosh. That's his age. <laughs> if, oh dang! Oh, I didn't have to throw you under the bus. Yeah, no, like that. I just had a revelation. But anyway. <laughs> um, if they cut him before June 1st, 
the cost in dead cap hit is going to be, I think, 7.81, and they save something like 8.6 million dollars. So, I mean, if I could, if if I could save eight million dollars, it's so worth it. I'd too. call the, that none of, none pretty of the money, good deal. None of the money is guaranteed. The Titans just have a dead cap hit, or they don't. It's basically they have to find seven million dollars somewhere else. I would pay DeAndre Odell money over. You know what I mean? Like well, Odell, that's the thing. Odell, Odell, what has Odell done the past two years? Nothing. Exactly. He, he performed in the Super Bowl. Then he got 19 million coming off an ACL. Let me. I'm going to go on a rant real quick. And I'm sorry. As a Dallas fan, I get it. Odell Beckham had one of the greatest catches in oh, the history yeah. of the world. He he mossed Brandon Carr. I'm not even kidding. It was the best catch ever in the world. Probably. Can we please stop acting like he's top notch? He's top notch. But on top of that, can we please stop acting like the New York Giants didn't lose that game by two touchdowns? can we please can we please because the Dallas Cowboys destroyed the New York Giants they have for a while okay Daniel Jones get him out well Odell Beckham time out he's been gone for a while Daniel Jones looked really good last year I don't know efficient (laughs) he did look efficient I'll give him that first playoff appearance in how long yeah but as a Dallas fan I don't like him (laughs) gone send him to jail All right. (laughs) no but Odell Beckham what is he going to do? Like, I don't, is he, he's not with a team right now. He's with the Ravens. Is he with he the Ravens? He signed a nineteen million dollar deal one year. Then he said he may retire next year. Who, Odell? Yeah, because yeah, he's I mean, probably tired of trying to fight for somebody to put him on his team. This so, is this is the funny thing too, real quick, John. I'll, I'll let you go after me. Like, yeah, AFC North. Mike Tomlin when he, Odell first signed with the Browns, he said, "I'm not really scared of this." And we went on to lock him down. Part of that was Baker Mayfield. He couldn't get the ball in his hands. But nevertheless, we we did shut them down. So I'm looking forward to facing him again. He probably won't even be... He's probably going to be the third, actually fourth option in my opinion. You got Zay Flowers, uh, first first round pick from Boston College. Uh, Then also uh, Rashad Bateman. Then of course their number one option, Mark Andrews. Probably the second best tight end in the league in my opinion. But you know that's something to consider. I don't even... I don't think he'll... He'll produce the way everybody's thinking. I think the thing with Odell, very much like DeAndre, very much like a lot of these other uh, very high-value, high-name. DeAndre's got a better mental definitely. Very, game, in well, my opinion. Well, and Odell runs better routes. Like it's, That's, I, I, I'll say has, that. He has, better, yeah. he has better breakaway speed. Yeah. So, but does DeAndre Hopkins beat him on a straight? I mean, DeAndre Hopkins. Well, he has. You can throw the has, ball DeAndre anywhere. He has and, bear uh, yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, There's I feel always like, a chance. I feel like the fact that. DeAndre has a better mental game, and I think the fact that if you put him up against Odell Beckham, if you put him side by side, I think he's bigger. I think too. De- well, he's he's a little bit. He is not taller. by, not he's, by way, he's way. Is taller. he way bigger? Yeah, we're talking like I believe six four. I thought Odell was pretty big. Six, Odell's around six foot. John, if you want to check yeah, that for us real quick, pull that up on the. Google. Nevertheless, I no matter what, he does I just feel have like DeAndre's going to catch more balls. Like I, feel I like think he, you're right. More if per, you throw a hundred, more, more hundred passes. Odell is five eleven. Oh my gosh! Really? Yep. He's only a few inches taller than me. Wow. He's my height. I could be. And DeAndre well, is only six one. What? Yeah. That's See, I thought was saying. I was like, I didn't think it's DeAndre like, was that like, huge. So they, he plays like he's six four. Well, yeah. I think DeAndre. Might I think be, he's just so lanky. Too. What's his weight, DeAndre's? Uh, DeAndre two twelve. That's lean. That's lean six one. That's still, he, and he looks lean this offseason. Still a big boy, but what I, what I was getting at with the two was it's like DeAndre Hopkins, Odell Beckham Jr., these uh, veteran wide receivers who have a plethora of knowledge, who are who were incredibly good. You could say they're a little past their prime. I don't know that that's even true for DeAndre, more, probably more so Odell. 
the thing that they give you at the minimum is a double team and a definitely good chance to go up and get a ball. Like yeah. they are taking, if, if you have another good receiver, like with the Titans, with Traylon Burks, hopefully what he can be in season uh, two, this is a situation where like, I think at the minimum, DeAndre Hopkins is going to take pressure off Traylon Burks. And you know, I think this is the thing we're going to see a lot of big plays from the Titans this year. If the, if a team does a defense does double team uh, DeAndre, they're going to allow Traylon Burks to open up the field, and you know you're going to have some large plays. You know, so that's something to keep in mind. He's going to stretch the field like no other, I think. So keep that in mind, John. Yeah, DeAndre is going to be really good. Um, I think that. The Titans really need him to perform, and they also got to find somebody else on offensive line. I think we were talking about it. I jumped the gun, Christian, when you were coming out of the parking lot. And um, George Fant, so he came to work real quick. We're going to get on this, and then we're going to move on to the trade deadline because we got a couple things we want to talk about uh, right here. Uh, George Fant came in to work out for the Titans. Uh, that was somebody I think who I was talking about to you, who I think the Titans should call for a workout to get in there. But, and you called it. Yep. He just didn't sign yet. He just did not sign uh, yet. He's working out with the Texans yesterday. Did he? Uh, oh. I think, yeah. So I, Which, I, I think I it's a money thing at this point, so yeah. I don't know. He also has a better chance to start with the Titans. Maybe they saw something that they just did not like. Maybe it's physical. Maybe. he is. He's kind of a, an older lineman. Yeah. We'll, so. we'll see. Titans got to address that offensive line, but I think they're going to. We'll get more into it once more training camp starts, but uh, let's move on to uh, the trade deadline. Uh, in Major League Baseball, August the 1st is that day, so we are four days away? Five. We are five I days believe. away from the Major League Baseball trade deadline, and the biggest thing, I think... And this is the... This yeah, is we'll talk the about the biggest thing, thing, and then we'll take a little little snip at some of our teams and what we think are, is going to go on. Shohei Otani, off the trade block? Off of it. Off. Completely off Done. the trade block. The, the Angels are proactive in the trade deadline right now, which is something that usually doesn't happen to yeah. this effect. Uh, so the Angels got Lucas Giolito, Giolito, I believe uh, that's his name, from the White Sox, and also Reynaldo Lopez, which is a relief pitcher. Yeah. Uh, so those, I mean, those are two big names, especially a uh, uh, Giolito, uh, starting pitcher. He's kind of fallen off in the past years, yeah. but he was very productive uh, about two to three years ago for the White Sox. You know, he was one of the top, in my opinion, starting pitchers in the league at that point. Uh, so they are being proactive. So this is very interesting, Christian, because you and I both were talking about almost exactly what way the Angels are going to go because they got there's about 60 games left in the season uh, for all ball, ball clubs. Trade deadline is here. Shohei Otani most likely is not going to sign with the Angels. Uh, so we kind of decided that it's going to be one of two things. Like if the Angels are still very much like you were saying, if the Angels are very much still in the playoff contention and in the race. Why not just get the best out of Shohei Otani? Or if they're like, okay, well, I think that what Shohei brings to this team is great. We still can kind of contend in the playoffs. And let's see what we can get for this massive free agent uh, to be uh, for this trade deadline. Yeah. My whole thing, the, the one thing I'm kind of thinking on, and I'm this might be ignorant on my part that I don't know. There's a lot of money in baseball. Correct. Teams have a lot of money when it comes to baseball, especially these contracts that are long form. Mike Trout's what is his ten years for? What was it? Five hundred million? Five fifty? Was it that big? Yeah, yeah I, I don't big. know if it was. I don't, that I don't big. think it, it was that, that big. big. That's some... it was huge. And my point on that, my point on that is, has Shohei Otani is he overpriced for the Angels now? Is that the biggest issue for them? 
That's a good question. Is that, is that why they're not sure so, if they're going to re- if they want to try? Because he's I don't think he wants to sign with the probably, Angels. He's probably wanting a ten year deal, like something along the lines. That's, that's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm th- see, but if they already have Mike Trout on a huge deal, right? Is it possible? Is it possible for them to even give Sho- Shohei Otani the deal that he deserves? I don't know, or the I, deal that he's going to ask for. I don't. And he is in a position to ask for. Uh, the most of all Bryce time. Bryce Harper type money. The most of all Manny time. Machado type money. I think so. They, he is most likely, from what I've read, he's probably going to get somewhere in the neighborhood of 10-year 550 or 10-year 560 or 70 or something. That's like true. the market for him Mike is Mike Trout's money 300. I don't remember. I think you're right. The market for his is absolutely incredible. It's prime for him. Um, but like we were saying, Christian, this is a 60-70 game rental uh, either – it's either a rental for a team that's in the playoff race that would want to make a run at a World Series championship this year, or it. Like no team, no team that is out of contention or anything. It's just going to go random. And even those teams who are in contention are like, well, I think we can do what we do now, save prospects, money, and everything else, and then go after him in the off season. And those teams are probably the New York Yankees, the Los Angeles Dodgers, um, and. A couple of other teams. You know, this is something to think about, too. Then this may blow your guys' mind. Which one would you prefer right now? You know, Shohei or Mike Trout? Is there a possibility Mike Trout, well, Mike Trout gets moved? He's gotten injured a couple of times. He does. And, yeah. you know, the thing about it is but Shohei's he's, he's, younger. You think that you think they would trade? Hold on. You're thinking they would trade Mike Trout. First, somebody has to, to clear take, that cap space. So, there's no, there's no cap yeah, in there's no Major cap, League. But, but to, to clear, clear that money. See what I'm saying? What, yeah, yeah, they want they want to do. But you're you're again saying somebody has to take on Mike Trout's contract. Unless and unless they I get, think a lot of teams would be open yeah. to doing well, so. Well, unless unless somebody gets the cash. But do you think they would really trade Trout? This is something that no. we've talked about for and the a why, decade no. and a half about the the, the Angels did a disservice to Mike Trout. Yeah. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, not, nothing against the Angels, but like he's they're not winning. A, they're, I, I'll just go on record and saying I don't think they're gonna. There. I'm not gonna. They're not gonna win a World Series in the next four years. Who's the face of that franchise, though? Now? Mike Trout. No, I, I disagree. It's Shohei. It's Shohei. Who who here's, has the most I, recent MVP? Okay, if I'm if I'm acting as if I'm acting as a manager of a team, right? Yeah. Let's say I have a pretty decent team, right? Let's say just because I'm a Braves fan, we'll use the Braves, right? Let's say I have Shohei Otani as my pitcher, right? His bat. Although incredible, is a plus. I want him also. I want him for a pitcher. Like that's his main role is a pitcher. That's debatable. If it's debatable, but that's what. What's it, he playing more games as a DH? He plays more as. All right, well, he's going to play more as a DH just because exactly. pitcher has to take rest. Exactly. My point is, I'd rather have him as a pitcher than I would rather have, um, like, I guess the way I'm trying to put it is like. I don't necessarily. I love his bat, and if you if you have a pitcher who can hit, it's he's incredible. The, he's the best batter in I the game right if, now. But if I need a fielder or if I need a pitcher, I'm going to be looking for a pitcher to use as pitching. And then if I'm looking for a fielder, then I'm going to be looking at Mike Trout. Shohei is, or now I should say, but he, yeah. you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Is Shohei just not your number one? Then like, is he not that, your number one starting rotation? Like that's the thing. Is he's your ace? He's your ace and your power bat. I think that he, four hole hitter. I think I think he's definitely I think he's definitely bat first. I would think, right? Because he plays in more games, but he's also the, probably one of the best. I would arguably say the best ace in the game. He he's just overall best player, you know, in the game of baseball today. It's so hard to say best player for baseball. There's too many, in my opinion. There's too many things that you can look at. He's to on say pace to be MVP. Is overall yeah. best player. I don't know. I don't necessarily like that title. 
What I will say is he is the most... Um, Are you saying that because of Cunha? No. Okay. I say that, I say that because... No, I say that because a, a person can be one of the best pitchers in the world, better than Nolan Ryan, batting 152, right? right? But he's not. Or you can be batting 400 and then um, not have any fielding capabilities. So when you say best overall player, and then you look at position styles, positions play different. Catcher's not doing what first baseman's doing. I just think that I think there's too many roles and there's too many things that are different situationally for us to calculate best overall player. So you're saying someone accurately. that I think is uh, correct me if I'm wrong. You know, leading the league in strikeouts, leading the league in home runs. That's not the best player, and not take this into account too. Well, who's leading in stolen bases? I was going to say he's who's also leading in home, who's leading in home who's leading in singles who's leading in doubles who's leading in triples. Like my point is, that there's just so many categories that I feel like we can I get point that, out. but yeah. the big ones. Who's I mean, he's on pace to ones, but that's like also saying win loss be, records can determine Super Bowl uh, or Hall of Fame eligibility in NFL, which is not true. But like I'm saying, like I, you can't take a big huge portion of a game, yeah. And say, like, this person's the best overall without also taking a look at all the different smaller aspects. I think it's going to, I don't know. I don't know. If you really, if you think they're going to possibly, like, look to move Mike Trout, like, here's the other thing. And we'll, we'll wrap this up because yeah. I think we're going to get into it. This is going to have to be our last topic for yeah, today. This is going to have to be our last topic. We'll touch on our trade deadlines. If they think they're going to actually move Mike Trout, what's, why would Shohei Otani stay after what he's seen happen to Mike Trout? Bring in other solid players off yeah. that money that's yeah. given but also just throw you out there uh category wise mm-hmm. Shohei also leads in triples yeah so that's just another thing he's going to be it's going to probably mvp it, it's two out of the last three years he's but MVP. he's not getting moved no not this year so. anyway he he's not getting moved so now come trade then ted yeah, come trade deadline next year well, no, he'll he'll be he's on a, he's free this is his last year. year. Yeah. That's right. That's Never mind. This is going to be one I of the craziest offers. I thought they had option for next year. No. No, no, no. This is going to be insane. Um this is going to be that's going to be a wild offseason. Our teams um Jack Flaherty, RIP dude. Um he was crying last night a little bit. I think he was giving his mom a hug after his He get traded? Final He's pretty much going to get traded. Like that's what everyone every everybody in the building is so he was crying. Oh man! I don't know if he was crying. He was like kind of tearing up, giving his mom yeah. a hug. Like he really did like St. Louis. A lot of people. There was a good portion of the Cardinals fan base was like, "Oh, he didn't want to be here." That's not true. Uh, but yeah, they um, they're making moves. The Cardinals are going to try to move Jack Flaherty. They might move Monty. They need to promote to Mason Wynn. I think they're yeah. I think they're going to try to get rid of uh, Tyler O'Neill. They did want to promote Mason Wynn and really get the ball rolling. In these last sixty games, that would be pretty cool. But then you, 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 you got to get rid of Paul DeJong. At this point, trade Paul DeJong for one skilled prospect. Yep, leave it at that. Or bring pitching, Mason Wynn up. Pitching or something. Who's got like the that. best farm system right now? We said this last Card- week. Cardinals are up there. I don't know. It's if not the Cardinals. I don't think it's the Cardinals, but I don't know. I was just oh, thinking. It's Baltimore. Is yeah. it Baltimore? Because they, they have you seen how many people they've promoted rookie wise this yeah. year? Yeah, and I've, then I've heard that they've done a lot. Jackson Holiday. Yep. Unbelievable. Yep. But anyway, uh, that is it. We'll break down the trade deadline and everything uh, coming up next weekend. For Jeff Matthews, for Christian Braun, I'm John Glass. Peace.